Hello, and welcome back to Novel Gaming, a podcast about books and video games with a spell of other pop culture. Mm-hmm. I'm Vicky. I'm Doug. And I'm Katie. And it's a book club episode. Hey, hey. And today we're talking about We Ride Upon Sticks by Quan Berry, a book about witchcraft and field hockey. <laughs> Definitely but field hockey. Yeah. So much field hockey. <laughs> Other things, too. <laughs> so much of a lot of things. <laughs> and we're going to get all up into it. But, of course, before we do that witchy stuff, we're going to check in on some stuff we've been playing and watching recently. So, Katie, you've been playing anything lately? I have been playing some things. I've been dabbling a lot, but I'm just going to talk about one, I guess, that I've been playing lately. And it's uh, an oldie and a, I don't know, not everyone thinks it's a goodie, but I'm still enjoying my time. (laughs) And that's Mass Effect Andromeda. Ooh. Yeah. So this was the much talked about. I guess I'll put it generally right now, game that came out, I think, like 2000, mid-2010s, I think, and uh, was not as well-received as the original trilogy, Mm. and it's confusingly starts in the middle of the trilogy, but then shoots ahead 600 to 700 years, so it's like technically after the uh, events of the original. And it's just more like Mass Effect stuff. It is uh, sometimes a little icky. If you choose to play as like the renegade option, uh, you basically end up being a colonizer, an asshole colonizer. And if you choose to be the more paragon option, you're like colonizer light, but you're still a colonizer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is like not a great thing, but um, it's still got like the space goodness and exploration and uh, interesting characters and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm not super deep into it, but uh, I, I just enjoy Mass Effect games. <laughs> no, I get that. Like just wanting to be back like in the world yeah. in any way that you can. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, you've played exactly. this one before? I did, yeah. I played it okay. when it first came out. Okay, well, um, this is like plenty of space in between. Yeah, and I played, you know, Legendary Edition last year, so mm-hmm. um, I was, I guess I, you know, sometimes you want a little comfort, you want to revisit where you've been before, um, and so this is this is doing that for me. Plus, there's not a whole lot of, like, new games that I want to play right now, so <laughs> I went back. Nice. Is there yeah. a reason that people didn't like it or it wasn't as well received? Um, so I think that storyline was like part oh. of it. Okay. Um, but I also think so one of the big things that people felt strongly about at the end of the Mass Effect original trilogy was that the whole time it felt like your choices mattered and then the choices didn't actually feel like it mattered that much at oh. the end. And so in this game there's that same thing where it it sets it up to make it feel like a lot of your choices matter, but it doesn't actually matter as much. Yeah. And so people were very much, um, I mean, technology was way different. There are games now, like there's only so many branching storylines and stuff, but people had high expectations. So I think mm, okay, there's like a combination of things going on. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Vicky, what are you playing? Well, I don't. 
these are two things I don't think I mentioned on the pod, but the first being mm-hmm. I platinumed God of War 2018. Hey. In, yeah. Yes. Just in time. Just in time for a birthday God of War for me, um, which <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably bring up later in this episode. Yes. Yeah. So um, that was laid to rest, um, and I was very happy with that <laughs> return experience. Uh, so I – Probably a year ago at this point, I'm trying – I don't want to think about it too much. I accidentally <laughs> deleted a save oh. file for Spiritfarer, and I was pretty far into the game, had quite a few hours, uh, like quite a few hours like in. 20 like, plus? Y- yeah, something yeah. like that. I try not to dwell. Um, and this is – Sorry to bring it up. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's still too soon. It's always too soon. This is a lesson in don't take your Switch in portable mode and pull it against you as you're walking and accidentally hit the analog <gasps> oh. stick and then get in a menu and be like, I That's don't know what this happened? is. Yeah, just give me – yeah, because we were about oh. to hang out and I was walking to like readjust oh. and I like, like jostled it and it – went to like are you sure you want to delete this file and i was like i don't know what this is like get me back to my game and i just hit yes and deleted it and then realized it and then you can pull a backup file if you don't exit the game but you can't get to that menu without exiting the game so we like couldn't get the backup file it was uh, it was a lot. So I never knew the details. Yeah, because yeah. I was just like, I think I just said like, I don't want to talk about it. This just happened. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, so I, understandable. I, yeah, it's pretty dramatic. I've never done that before. Um, so I, I have been itching to play it because I really like the. I think it's like resource management, you know, mm-hmm. or like having tasky things to do and like, oh, well, I need to do this and talk to this person so then I could do this and like I could do this and it's, I just get pulled into the cycle and I have gotten pulled into the cycle again, um, <laughs> which is good. It's it's been enough time to where I'm not mad at the game anymore. I'm just mad at the situation and mm-hmm. I'm already at a point like. I'm just playing it better because I know what I'm doing. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm not farther, but I've gotten different things or I've like strategized a little bit differently. Um, mm. And it's still nice and the music's still pretty. So I've been I'm playing a lot of Spiritfarer and collecting my spirit friends and building them nice homes on my giant boat and <laughs> looming a lot of thread. So I've got a lot of like thread and ah. fabric now, which is like my favorite uh, mechanic because like there's mining <laughs> there's like wood harvesting but then mm-hmm. you get to do things like forging well maybe you forge in other games i don't know um, and i don't even know if that's a the right verb forge to forge you smelt you smelt i don't know uh, so you could do stuff in a forge um, you can also <laughs> <laughs> we- weave things on a loom um, so i really like that so that's been fun. that sounds really cool the weaving part yeah, and it's each it's it's cool because like there's so much in this game, mm-hmm. um, and each I would say category of thing. So if you're milling wood, there's you know probably ten different varieties of wood, and same thing in the forge. There's so many different minerals that you can use, and with the each like category, it's a different game mechanic to accomplish the task. So like with the loom, it's really 
relaxing because you uh, basically like you're pulling something across a loom, if you could think about that. Uh, but you just like time it to where a marker is and then you get like a little bit of bonus fabric or thread. Mm. Um, so it's just a relaxing, like nice routine, like a rote thing to do. So, yeah. Yeah, it's A nice. lot of the stuff about the game is relaxing or at your own pace and yeah. like cute. Because like mm. I remember it's been a minute since I've played, but like for the vegetable mm-hmm. plant gardening stuff, you can like play it play your plants music to help Mm -hmm. them grow (laughs) Uh, which is like really cool and sweet Mm -hmm. yeah there's like lots of little nuggets of like optional things like that that yeah it's it's i forgot how robust it is um Mm. so i'm glad to be back in that realm and happy about it and not like salty (laughs) yeah a good a good way to heal from that yeah. uh, prior oh experience. Well, and the game is all about like healing and finding yeah. peace and, you know, unfinished business. <laughs> it's like calling me home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The most meta experience of yeah. Spirit Fair. Yeah, they're like talking directly to me. Um, <laughs> Doug, what are you playing? I've been playing, I've actually been bouncing between a few things, which is nice. Because I feel like I for was I was like having a drought of like I have a lot of games and I don't feel like playing any and I feel like I've got a few things that I'm bouncing between which is great I love that but the one I'm gonna talk about is uh, Splatoon three because it's brand new baby (gasps) oh Oh, yeah so I didn't even realize that it came out until they said in the direct oh yeah there's a first Splatfest so when did it launch. Um, I think last week as okay. we record this. So it hasn't been out for very long. Okay. But you, it's not like you are a month out and didn't realize it oh, was, was happening or anything. <laughs> Living under a rock. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice to be back in the world of Splatoon. I like it so much. It's such a nice, fun, easy to pick up and play one game or, you know, hours of games. Like mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it works well that way. Um, and it's just such a good vibe. I don't. I don't remember if either of you played it or much of it. I, I've I've like wanted to, but never have. Yeah, I have watched it being played, um, and mm-hmm. I have fallen asleep to the music, to like the one minute <laughs> countdown music it's that good music. never leaves my head. Um, but yeah. I, I I played like a couple levels, and I'm just not very quick with it. So it's it. But I might play three with you. Maybe. It definitely, oh, that would be so exciting. Yeah. Um, it definitely, there's a learning curve to it, yeah. even for folks who've played it before, I would argue, because mm-hmm. I played Splatoon 2 plenty, which is on the same exact console. So it's the same controls, mm. um, but just like getting back to how the sort of default controls are, I was like, oh gosh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it really doesn't play like anything I've played before. So um Ooh. I guess the closest comparison would be like some Wii games kind of have similar similar control vibes, but um, I didn't play any any shooters on Wii, so I don't know how comparable they are. Mm. But it's nice. It's fun to, you know, I, I don't play a ton of games online with strangers, but this yeah. is one that I can because it's not like you're talking to each other mm-hmm. um, and it's all good vibes anyway, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How long is a match typically? Is it like um, timed? Yeah, it's timed, um, and they're, I don't know, maybe like, uh, it, it's bad that I don't know. That's probably how I end up getting sucked <laughs> in and playing too much, but I want to say it can't be more than like five minutes or so. Um, they're not uh, super duper long. I mean, maybe 10 quick. minutes, but yeah, I, I don't, 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly, but it's like a set amount of time. Yeah, you you could know yeah. exactly how long you're anticipating to play. Yeah, nice. which is always a, a plus. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I like. Those short matches though are dangerous. Yeah, about- they are because you can always do one more. Yeah, uh-huh. what was up? Uh, Unite. <laughs> what was up? Unite oh, are about ten minutes yeah. for like a full match, and that's what I liked. Rocket that, League like, is like five. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, like I know I'm committing to this, and then I could make a decision to leave or play again. Yeah. That's yes. yeah. I like when it's timed like that. You know exactly how long it's going to take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So, oh, cool. I'm I'm enjoying that. I'm glad it's glad it's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An important question: Can you customize your oh my character? Do you get to create um, yeah. a character, or are there different characters? So the the there you create a character. There aren't like tons of options um, necessarily. Okay. Like you get to pick uh, whether you are a squid or an octopus based character. You get to mm-hmm. pick what your sort of tentacle hairstyle looks like. Um, yeah. You don't get to pick the color of your hair because it changes based on your team color for oh. each match. Oh, so it's okay. constantly changing. Um, you can choose skin color, eye color, stuff like that. And then clothing. Mm-hmm. This is a, this this is a pet peeve of mine in all games. This isn't a critique of Splatoon specifically, mm-hmm. but you can change clothes. But the clothes have like um, effects on like your abilities oh. and stuff. So mm-hmm. you can try to find clothes that look nice and do the things you want. Um, but you know that's you you'd have to really uh, pay attention. Pay attention, yeah, and like upgrade things to to make the things that you like aesthetically match what you want to do skill wise so i will say this because i i think it was hellblade where or maybe no no it was assassin's creed it was odyssey where it was the same thing where different pieces of armor would do different things but you can Mm -hmm. always go back and select the aesthetic that you wanted so that's nice yeah like that makes sense to me like why and Splatoon, yeah. you can, like, customize stuff. And maybe you can erase, like, the default skills. I don't know. But each item comes with, like, a default um, boost or boon or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can, like, add more. So you can customize. I just don't know if you... I don't know if you can, mm-hmm. like, 100%. Someone someone will know better than I, I would. But, like, I don't know if you can, like, 100% customize mm-hmm. the skill of anything that you're wearing. But uh, you can at least do some customization. Like, you can level things up. And I think you can, you know, choose what what things go on them. I'm not super great at that that side of things, so <laughs> so I'm not the right person to ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, but. I was really asking just about, about aesthetics. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's some there's who some cares about aesthetic skill. stuff yeah, you can you yeah. can choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could just choose. I mean, I just I just choose clothes I like. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, what yes, I do you can. in most games. Yeah, <laughs> I will take the weaker armor if it looks cool. Oh, absolutely. I'm never playing on hard mode anyway. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Katie, what have you been watching lately? I have been watching uh, a whole lot of things, but one thing that my partner and I did watch is called, it's a documentary called Inside the Mind of a Cat, which I should have watched for our <laughs> previous episode. Cat week, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but every week can be cat week uh, mm-hmm. for us. Sure. But it's just, uh, it's like an hour or so. It's on Netflix and it's about cats and nice. it's- uh, 
they talk with different like cat experts and so uh it's cool i learned some things it's been a minute since i've watched it so i forget the exact details but there were i think sisters who trained cats to do like tricks and stuff i saw them and they were part of that yes um oh gosh this america's got talent is what they were on yeah uh, i saw what they pulled footage from you saw them in real life yeah i went it's the (gasps) something ski sister it's not novitsky that's dirk novitsky it's not (laughs) savarsky that's like a crystal i can't it's something ski um yeah Yes, I saw them Whoa. live in person, like fourth row seats. Uh, I went to a cat um, contest, a cat show. <laughs> That's amazing. Was, I think this was just pre-COVID. Um, yeah, at the IX Center. And they were there. That was the big highlight. So I got to see them do all the things. And those cats are freaking amazing. Yeah. I mean, the cats uh, that – I mean, I didn't see them in person. I saw the recorded stuff, but yeah, they yeah, do yeah. wild stuff. And the way they talked about their like different personalities and stuff was cool. So how cool that you saw them in person. They're part yeah. of this if you want to relive oh, maybe some memories. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Savitsky yeah. cats. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Savitsky <laughs> cats. I was close. I knew it was yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, you were close. Yeah. Oh, yay. I'm glad. That sounds like a fun documentary. Yeah, I totally recommend it. Vicky, have you been watching anything? Any cat media or have you moved on? Uh, okay, so <laughs> not really. So I, uh, we've been watching lots of random stuff. Um, nice. I will talk about the one thing and then move to the other thing that I'm curious about. So we, I did start Bee and Puppycat on Netflix. Ah, what's I've that? I've seen like it pop up on recommendations, but yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really know anything about it. Okay, so it, one of the people from Adventure Time, Natasha, some oh. or another, is a part of this, either created or writes for it. I don't know. That was what Netflix told me, at least. Um, but it's about this, like, cool, kind of nerdy, kind of, like, trying to figure out life um, girl who worked at Relatable. a cat cafe and then, like, in the first, you know, 20 minutes, like – finds this was like oh it'd be nice to have something to take care of and then puppy cat like kind of falls from the sky um and it (laughs) kind of looks like a puppy kind of looks like a cat which is why i watched it um but it's it's definitely it's like adult animation um like an adult cartoon um and it's weird and cool and like really weird so (laughs) that i'm digging and i want to watch more because i'm just intrigued but we've also started community did either of you watch that show oh I haven't, but it's been recommended to me so many yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Katie, I watched it during the uh, pandemic. That was the first time I'd seen it. Okay, so I like it, but <laughs> it kind of seems like it makes some pretty uh, mm-hmm. – the, some of the jokes are not bad, but like I, it, I might be racist at times and like just like bad taste. Mm-hmm. Okay. I because I couldn't tell because I was like I get and it's like overt it's not like um subliminal or like they're trying to be like coy about it it's like straight up like the guy's a pervert and also a racist but like it's uh what's his face's character Chevy Chase Chevy Chase yeah Yeah. Yeah. his character's the worst I wish he wasn't in there yeah it's just like confusing because I'm like this is funny but also like what like I, I, I don't understand the point 
that like I don't think it's necessary to advance like the limited plot that there is. So I don't know. So I like it, but I don't like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I needed because I was like, I don't have anybody else who has watched this recently to talk to. But I like Donald Glover, and I like. Um, my favorite part of the show at the end after the credits, it's Donald Glover and um, oh. who plays Troy, the jock, and then Abed, who like kind of plays nerdy pop culture guy who um, is like actually also one of my favorite characters. And they just like do something random at the end, like a small little sketch on their own. And it's usually hilarious. So <laughs> they're cool, <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I could just watch the last two minutes of the show and be fine. Um, <laughs> but yes, I don't know if we'll keep watching it, but it's it's something. Yeah, Doug, anything new and exciting that you're watching? Uh, I've been watching a scary thing. <laughs> oh, ooh. I've been watching The Patient on Hulu. Oh, yes, oh, yes, that? yes. Yep. Um, the Patient is a limited series on Hulu. There, the episode—I think it's going to be like ten episodes, maybe—and the episodes are pretty short uh, for something that's like a sort of thriller drama type thing. They're like anywhere from twenty-five to thirty minutes. Oh, oh wow! Um, and it stars Steve Carell and Domhnall huh. Gleeson from mm-hmm. Star Wars. Huh. Um, and Steve Carell is a therapist who is. This is the premise of the show. So this is all first episode stuff. Um, a therapist who is kidnapped by one of his patients. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So it's it's definitely like intense. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like uh, things that are happening are like not okay. Like, <laughs> which the show knows. <laughs> like that's Steve Carell's whole thing in the show is like, well, this is not how any of this works. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so it's very intense, very quick. And it's like a little dose of like thriller uh, TV show once a week because it's dropping weekly. So I get my little dose of like intense thriller uh, once a week with the patient. <laughs> I love that it's so short. Me too. I mean, it doesn't waste any time. I it's know. just like, this is what this episode is. Ready, go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, like kind of reminds me uh, God, the woman in the window with the book across the street. Oh my yeah. gosh. Which was not serious, but like set up like a thriller-esque but was right. very quick episodes that you're just like what just happened in the what past what did i minutes? just watch yeah so mm-hmm. i can only imagine when it's like an actual thriller and you're really trying to understand um or like know what happens that's that's cool i like that format yeah and i'm really impressed i mean not that i've seen like tons of steve carell stuff but yeah. primarily i know him from like 40 year old virgin and mm-hmm. anchorman and you know <laughs> being sort of a goofy silly character uh guy uh, but he's not that at all. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like this very sort of quiet, subdued therapist character who's like very much a serious uh, and to be taken seriously character. And he's really good. It's just Aww. like I've never seen him do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he has. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything else. He was in Little Miss Sunshine as like a <gasps> oh serious. Wow. I mean, it, that's like a dark comedy, well, but yeah. like yeah. a more serious role, less goofy, yeah. I should say. I saw him in that, and I, I'm pretty sure I saw Foxcatcher, but that's another one where he's, like, really intense, um, huh. as opposed to this one. Like, he's just, it's so weird to see him be so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of his most famous moments in movies is, like, screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Yell. yeah. yeah is, like, screaming in Anchorman, yeah. so it's a very different vibe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But intense at the same time, so. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> 
Nice. Well, is anybody uh, thinking about anything pop culture-wise or just in the zeitgeist? Yeah. So did we um, – I watched the Sony State of Play and the Nintendo Direct yesterday. Oh, did yes. either of you watch both or one of said things? I did both. Okay. I saw all the updates from the Nintendo Direct. I haven't checked it on the Sony State of Play, so I'm excited to learn what what all they talked about. Okay, can I say things? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, hello, God of War. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Moody, Hi. God of War. Oh, my gosh. My favorite line. Sorry, we watched the trailer twice, and my favorite line was when Atreus was like, I need you to trust me. You don't believe any of this. And, and Kratos says, I know, but I'm following you anyway. And that's probably the most intellectual statement kratos has ever made and more like emotionally connected <laughs> yeah, yeah like it was just like something that i don't think has it, yeah it like i you know i am obsessed with the first one but um i really am interested in ragnarok and it comes out right before my birthday and they announced a new controller for the ps5 which i absolutely oh, yeah. do not need um but want for you know whatever reason um and it looks great war. yeah yeah, so I was I was impressed with that, and I think it will hopefully be as good as 2018 and the rest of them. Um, a quick question for you, because you just so recently beat the 2018 mm-hmm. one. Was Atreus's voice the same? Because he definitely sounds like he's hitting puberty yep. in Ragnarok, um, and I love it. But I couldn't remember what his voice sounded like in t- the 2018 one. Yep. No, little cute kid in, in 2018. Um, I, his name is Sonny Sulovic. I believe it's, it's Sulovic. And I, I'm pretty sure it is him again in this one. Aww. So it's like actual grown, grown up. Grown up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is d- adorable. <laughs> so yeah, he definitely sounds uh, more teenager-y. Yeah. Is the character model aged up at all? Yes. Yeah. Oh. A little bit. Not Interesting. Not, not as much as you think based on the voice that comes out. Yeah. But even just the fact that they acknowledge that, you know, he's older, I yeah. think yeah, it's cool. Even if passed. it's just a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. Well, and yeah. I think they they insinuated that they have been training through Fimble Winter, which, again, Norse mythology is not my jam, um, but it's pre-Ragnarok, so there's some kind of war going on, you know, hmm. per Yush. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They're, there's, they've been doing stuff during this time during this break so yeah so that was the big one for me because i not that i forgot but i just wasn't expecting anything and then i saw i was like oh my god and i got excited um and that's what they ended it on right yeah that was the last last thing yeah and doug i'm i'm sorry you maybe already saw this but Goldeneye. Oh, uh, yeah. For- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm going to get so much revenge on everyone. <laughs> I'm going to get so good, and I'm going to invite all of my friends from the second grade and be yeah. like, hey, it's been a while. You want to play Goldeneye? Yeah. Uh, and then I'm just going to, instead of them taking turns Wreck getting them. me, I'm going to take turns getting each one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Whose turn is it to get got? <laughs> I support that. I, totally I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I did see that. I did think of you, though, Vicky, um, even just from the Nintendo stuff, because it certainly wasn't as meaty <gasps> oh, of an yeah. announcement as God of War Ragnarok, but they officially announced Pikmin 4. I oh, know. yeah. Also super shocked. And I was I was not salty, but Katie, you reminded 
us about the direct or when or right yeah. you said did anybody watch it and I was like oh crap uh-huh. and then I went to go tweet about it and then I of course oh, saw the spoil yeah which is fine but I was like oh I'm not gonna watch this because like I'm gonna wait and watch the full Pikmin four release yeah. and then it's literally like just the logo <laughs> an announcement teaser <laughs> and a yeah no footage yeah. yet like, oh. yeah uh, but yeah no I'm excited about that and it's a different angle camera angle um, oh. and they yeah. said they were doing something so that it's more strategic and you can manage two teams differently which interesting yeah so i'm curious kind of like if it's not broke don't fix it or you know like <laughs> just leave it be i like it how it is uh, but we'll see so i was excited about that again unexpected so win for me what else stood out to folks or what else are you excited about um, I can't remember everything because there was so much. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Just like so much stuff. Uh, I mean, Breath of the Wild, oh, Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. There's like a release date for May, I think, of next year, which is like pretty exciting. So mm. I have a timeline for my dumbass who <laughs> deleted my other save file to then oh, play it no. all over again. Oh, I know. No. I should, why didn't I make a second can't account? You have, I was going to say, can't oh, you yep. have... Wait, yep. hold on. I, I yes, you could have made a separate account, but does Breath of the Wild not give you the standard like three save files that previous ones did? Mm-mm. I think Whoa, it's just one I never noticed account. that. Oh, interesting. I think. You're probably right. Uh, yeah. I haven't turned Breath of the Wild yeah, on in a very long time. Don't look for <laughs> <Yeah>. it now. <laughs> um so that was exciting. Um cool. Ten eighty snowboarding <laughs> coming uh, from the N sixty four. I'm excited for that. And there's like a lot of farming games. Um, oh my gosh. Farming sim games. It's like mm-hmm. the season for it. So Yeah. I don't know what which ones of all the ones I will get, but I'll probably get something. Okay, but let me ask you this question, because this is the question we had in this household was like Stardew's great and we like Stardew. So I don't feel compelled to pick up or explore another farming game that's mm-hmm. going to be similar. So what makes it different for you or like what makes it more exciting? Yeah. So there are like different mechanics and realistically for me, it's the relationship piece oh. of it, getting to know the villagers within the towns and yeah. you know <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So the story aspect okay. is yeah. what does it for me. <laughs> I guess Which is not guess. at all yeah. what you're interested in. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, same. I think like uh, Porsche, my life at Porsche, mm. which is probably the one I've played that's most yeah. similar to Stardew, it was really the motivating factor was getting to meet a whole bunch of new people because I've met everybody in Stardew. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So oh, yeah. that was cool. And then sometimes it is really just seeing like, okay, what it is is answering exactly the question you're asking is like, what makes this one different? And sometimes mm-hmm. I won't play one if it looks too similar to one I've played. Uh, but sometimes I'll see one and I'll be like, oh my God, that looks like a totally different way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, or it has like its own gimmick or thing like ooblets um, oh, yeah. is certainly something that I think would overlap but has stuff that looks very distinct or like Square Enix I guess is Harvestella. gonna have one yeah Harvestella I'm fascinated to I'm see what that. a yeah what a Square Enix farming sim looks like yeah. like I don't know what that looks like uh, so it's it's it has it certainly has to catch me you know if, yeah, if it yeah. looks too much like a one to one I'm probably not super interested okay um but it's those types of things, I think, that draw me to them, at least. Okay. Yeah. That helps. 
I uh, I think I'll have to watch the Sony State of Play one. The Nintendo Direct stuff um, was like exciting stuff and like really big stuff, but I think it was a lot of stuff that I am not necessarily entrenched in, and I haven't mm-hmm. finished Breath of the Wild yet. So like, I know I'm excited for a n- the new Zelda game, but also at the same time, it's intimidating because I'm like, God, I haven't finished the other one. Um, so th- <laughs> I think honestly, this is so corny, but I think like the stuff that was so exciting to me was the fact that they're adding both Pokemon Stadium games to oh, Nintendo yeah. Switch Online. Yeah. No, and nice. I don't know necessarily what the super draw is going to be if you can't put your own cartridge in like you used to be able to with the game boys but if they let you play online like you better believe i'm challenging you all to just random pokemon (laughs) stadium two battles yes (laughs) i can't wait (laughs) it's gonna be so fun (laughs) i I, i'm i'm excited they're still adding a bunch of n64 stuff yeah Yeah, even if one of them is golden (laughs) eye oh man um, only other thing I was thinking of, I didn't really watch the Emmys, nor do I care oh, that yeah. much, but Lizzo and Quinta both won Emmys. Hell yeah, they did. <laughs> and that's exciting to me. So shout out to that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, shall we, uh, shall we ride upon some sticks? Oh my God. <laughs> field, field, field. Hockey, hockey, uh, hockey. Hockey, oh, hockey, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, like I said, we read We Ride Upon Sticks by Quan Berry. This book came out a couple years ago, um, and uh, and it is dense. So I am oh. very <laughs> it's a thicken interested yeah. to get your impressions. <laughs> well, I want to know how the yeah. hell you found this book. I you have no idea. So uh-huh. I, I I'm I do want to hear your answer, but I do want you to also know. I was like super into it right away. And then okay. I was like, okay, well, like maybe I get this. And then about halfway through, I was like, I don't know if I'm reading the right book. And then even like this past mm-hmm. week, I went through our text messages to make sure I was reading the right book because I was afraid uh, I was going to show up and had read the wrong book. So please tell me how you found a field hockey slash witchcraft book and how you even knew about its existence yeah so i (laughs) i was looking for books that were i I really wanted something that was humorous and fantasy Mm. with some sort of um specifically not actually spooky but a spooky like theme Mm -hmm. um because even though it's not october like i was very excited to get into something sort of um spooky or halloweeny or something like that yeah um and so i that's how i ended up finding it and one of the very first reviews i saw of this book on goodreads was from roxanne gay who i have tremendous respect for Mm -hmm. um and she gave it a four out of five and had good things to say and i was like i really don't think i need to know that much more honestly like (laughs) how are they gonna marry field hockey and witchcraft you know like i was really excited about that i thought it was a really fun idea i saw people saying it was very funny there was one uh, one other review i saw said that they were laughing like constantly so i the impression i got i don't know if it's the book i got but that's kind of how i landed on this one uh-huh. oh my gosh <laughs> that's how i that's you know that's how it came across my radar at least nice <laughs> yeah before we do our one sentence descriptions and all that kind of stuff, how did y'all consume this? I listened to the majority of it. Same. I started reading and cool. then listened, which actually helped with some of the names and, and stuff yeah. for me. Cool. I listened to it too. So we all listened to it, which I don't think has okay. ever happened before. No. I don't think it has either. I don't think That's it has. Cool. Yeah. Anybody got a one oh, sentence God. description for this? 
I think it might be an easier one for a one sentence description than some of the ones we've done, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I might start with uh, yeah. a group of high school field hockey players exploring <laughs> their uh, bodies and sexuality and witchcraft and finding <laughs> their place uh, and also being competitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how much to add to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the word I mean, like the, chronicles, the chronicles yeah. of a field hockey team. Mm. Uh, yes, is like is standing out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, is jumping out to me with all the you know elements you added. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say mild witch trial vibes, even though those aren't part of the plot. Like it's a certainly yeah. a theme. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing that is sort of a backdrop for this. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like. I learned more about the witch trials from this book than reading like the crucible and talking about it in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. So I guess the, the very first thing I would say about this book is there are so many characters. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. There are 11 main characters in this book. Wow. 11. Because mm-hmm. they have a whole a whole field team. hockey team. It's so, a whole team. The book does not um I mean they they at certain points throughout the book they prioritize certain characters based on who you're sort of diving deeper into. Um but it really doesn't prioritize or create a hierarchy between its characters. There are legitimately 11 main characters in uh-huh. this book and it was a lot at first. Um but I think we've I think we have a sense of at least a little bit about each one that I think we could do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I feel like that was one of the things I noticed was like, I really had a good sense of who everyone was and I didn't really get them confused. Like some, like, um, who was it? Julie Min and Heather Houston were like besties. So sometimes I got their stories confused or like assumed the opposite about the other. Uh, But for the most part, like everybody was pretty clear. So I, I, I do think that was cool to like have so many characters, but to be able to keep them straight. Yeah. I mean, I, so, uh, uh, spoil, spoilers and just put the spoilers out now. Um, I, for the most part was able to, um, I know the like archetype that they each fulfill, but I can't remember all the specifics because this is a long ass book and the (laughs) chapters are also really long, which Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I, I don't know if I've experienced how long of a chapter at least how my audiobook player was breaking it down. Like the chap listening to the chapters, like some of them were like an hour. And yeah. I was like, this is a long ass chapter. So I and because chapters tended to focus just on one character, I sometimes forgot about things that things about that character mm-hmm. because there's just so much information. But it did feel like it, it reminded me of being on like a a high school, you know, team <laughs> and all okay. the dumb shit you do uh, okay. <laughs> with your teammates. Not to the ex- I didn't I didn't dance naked, uh, yeah, unfortunately, let's... with my teammates. But uh, I did do some dumb stuff. Vicky, you reacted. Yeah, because I, I did. You wanna... did dance naked. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, that was I did want to talk about that because I mean, 
I guess there were shenanigans and I was trying to reflect on my high school self, but like I, we did not do any of this stuff and like had, I mean, maybe that was just like my Midwestern team, you know, like we, and I'm mostly thinking about like the, not the sex stuff or like the dancing naked, you know, like, you know, there's some, like, there's more like butt hits or like. I don't know, talking about our boobs and stuff, but, like, none of the freedom of let's go to the woods and dance naked or let's all get into (laughs) witchcraft and sign a pact with the devil, you know, like, and I know this is a story, but I I was, like, wanting to relate because I was like, oh, I was on team sports, like, I get that camaraderie, and I was like, oh, no, like, this is not my camaraderie, like, I don't know, so it was, it was interesting because I wanted to relate there but like, <laughs> i guess i should clarify it was in like the smaller dumber moments mm, um of mm-hmm, things not mm-hmm. like the let's let's spray paint things or let's smash in this car or yeah, yeah, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. pull a gun out or whatever right like that <laughs> yeah. stuff i didn't do with my friends but like That's saying good. stupid <laughs> shit or like talking about like teachers and making shit up about them um definitely and mm. like just doing dumb high school stuff like Ooh, I'm going to smoke a cigarette and that's cool, but this person's got a cigar <laughs> and that's cooler, right? Like dumb, dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I love the, the sort of concept and setup of like why we're telling a story about this particular team, right? The fact mm-hmm. that they're like this losing team that signs a pact with uh, like Emilio Estevez <laughs> and that is like giving them magical abilities on the, on the field hockey, like yeah. pitch field i guess it would be a field oh <laughs> but, yeah field, um, field, field yeah but uh oh, yeah, but yeah i did the, the having so many characters and katie when you said like each character is dedicated like each chapter is sort of dedicated to one character like i think if you had sold me with that i'd be like that sounds amazing but for some reason i i was the same i was like struggling to like hold on to pieces from like the last character we learned about mm-hmm. so i i like i like um I like where this book starts and I kept, I, I, I picked this book. So I'm, I'm going to say like, I struggled with it. So I don't, yeah. <laughs> no one has to appease my pick or anything. <laughs> Not that either of you doing that, but like, I really struggled at points to like continue like pushing. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. where, where are we going next? Cause yeah. like I'm learning about characters and that's cool, but I don't, I still don't really know what I, by the end, you know, but like, there were well into the book. I was like, okay, so now I've I've learned about seven of the teammates, but I still am not entirely sure like what we're building towards. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure some of that was expectations because it's not as goofy of a book as I thought. And the witchcraft is, spoiler alert, not real. Like so, right. um, or at least but, not as not as obviously or unabashedly yeah. sort of like can't be real as I would have expected. Yeah. So there were definitely points where I was like, I'm not sure what like what the conflict here is because everything's sort of yeah um, working, but sort of it doesn't seem to be building too, too much. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask that question. Did you – so I know – well, one, I feel like I really liked the end of the book. The end of the book was yeah, my favorite. Yeah, me too. The end of the book, they reveal Abby, Abby Putnam, who is related to the accuser – or one of the accusers of the Salem witch trials, right, reveals that I intentionally missed a shot that made us lose states because I 
didn't want to be beholden to anything. <laughs> Emilio wasn't making us do that stuff. We were making <laughs> us do this stuff. We like believed in ourselves. But I was like, how the hell did you telepathically meet up though during school? That's in that <laughs> yeah. like yes. How? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. So I feel like there were certain things that were a little bit confusing because like I felt like it wasn't as like obvious, you know, hocusy pocusy type mm-hmm. magic as I would have expected. But yeah, it really did feel like, oh, okay, they are legitimizing the fact that like something supernatural is happening. Unless I'm forgetting something, I think that telepathy is kind of the only thing, right? I mean, I guess yeah. that and the fact that like certain people's body parts apparently grew consciousnesses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the well, claw was my favorite character. Agreed. And I, I like no. that. I don't know if I gave it like an actual consciousness or just thought like that's just funny writing. Um, yeah. I didn't chop that into like the magic part. But yeah, I agree. I was in the same place where I was like, I don't think any of this is real. But they then they're Cause she's giving answers to the quiz, so that yeah. to me was oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, they're yeah. having conversations. Yeah, and I mean, I've and I can relate to that because like I've got a good friend down here where it's like we've been working together for so long. Like she gives me she half of a glance, and I know, no, 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 like I know exactly what <laughs> what's going on or like what the situation is, but like it's not answers to a test. Like it's not that specific. Right. So I can yeah. I can get like you're so close to your teammates, like. You know how they feel and stuff, but not. And yeah, yeah. and their coach when they oh, tricked yeah. their coach into signing, and the coach started talking about things they telepathically talked yeah. to each other about. Oh, and gosh. was like, you know, being nonsensical because the coach didn't have any idea what was happening. I was like, I feel like you can't just say it was nothing. Like right. I'm not. Yeah, I don't buy that it wasn't at least a little something. So that's an interesting thing to me because I feel like there should be some sort of recognition like i i think it could be both things right but i don't think the book is saying it's both things necessarily at the end because i think you could sit there and say like i needed to know like abby could sit there and say like i needed to know that we still had our own will basically like we weren't beholden to anything while also being like but something was happening right that sort of like wink at the end of a movie you know yeah Mm -hmm. um and I, i don't know that that was necessarily there so i walk away a little bit confused but i did like anytime they were doing something sort of explicitly supernatural i really liked it i thought that was really fun yeah (laughs) it just seemed like outrageous like i just was always i was always shocked i guess like wait what are you doing Mm -hmm. but yes no no it was fun it was that was like had a lot of energy and a good change of pace (laughs) Yeah. yeah sometimes like when body parts were <laughs> named and given like personalities <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh it was funny but also i got confused specifically around nikki and the chin because i thought the chin was a different person <laughs> oh <laughs> i right. thought it was like nikki the person and also a person whose nickname is the chin uh, yeah when they first like, introduced her i did the same thing i like didn't realize that until like way far into the book um, <laughs> Because then I was also like, is it mean? Is it mean? Like, does Jen know that her claws clawed the claw? Does uh, Mel Boucher know her her growth uh, is called yeah. La Splotch? Uh, does Nikki know that her chin is called the chin? Like, are these things that they're aware of? And is it mean? Uh, or is it funny and maybe mean? I don't know. I, I do think... 
um, it is legitimately confusing to have a certain set of things like the claw, the splo- splotch, and the contusion that are oh, all yeah. sort oh, of treated too. like mm-hmm. members of the team. Mm-hmm. And they sort of establish that precedent. So then to have another character who is nicknamed the insert body part here, I think confuses the precedent they've set. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's, I don't get the impression it's mean when it's somebody on the team. I do feel like it is pretty definitively mean that people call her the chin. Yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds like she knows and it sounds like people do it aloud. Yeah. <laughs> and it Poor sounds Nikki. like she's very self-conscious about it. Yeah. So I, I, I think uh, that's where I kind of land with those things. But I think yeah. one thing that makes it sort of confusing or if more favorably ambiguous, perhaps, um, is that the book... Yeah is written by an unidentified uh, narrator. It's written at, it's written I from a plural perspective. So uh-huh. like it's not it, it's written in first person. I've never encountered a book like this. I've literally never in my life read a book that is written from this perspective. It's first person plural. And and because of that, it's never we don't know who's talking at any given point and I don't think it's ever made clear who's talking at any given point. It's collectively the team telling their story from first person which i i get it i don't know uh, if i liked it i thought it was confusing I, yeah i took it as like we were hearing it from an unnamed person on the team yes cuz there were other people on the team who weren't named so i just took it as Ooh. this is someone who's on the team but isn't a main character that we're hearing about and that's how i read it too so doug you're saying that the narrator could have fluctuated. So like maybe we're reading about AJ and it's little Smitty that's like telling us about AJ or somebody else who we don't know, but like it could rotate. Yeah. I Ooh. think this is how it's described by the author. Ooh. So I, I think that what she has said is that it is the team telling their story oh together. Gosh. And so at any given point, it could be anybody, but we don't necessarily oh. know who, because I think this was a point of discussion for folks is like, I mean, the very first question on Goodreads is like, who is telling this story? Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, I did want to know and, that. And um, when you Google this book, that's one of like the questions on Google too, Ooh. is like, who is the narrator? You know? So it definitely was a thing people were talking about and she does provide an answer, but I, I, I would I'm of two minds about it being because I mean, she can have her answer and we can read it differently, right? Like that's that's how this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think I'm of two minds about the way that both of you read it and how I at certain points thought I was reading it as well. I part of me likes the idea that it is somebody else telling the story who's somehow involved, but if that's the case and we never learn who it is, then I'm also like frustrated. So I like, I don't know what I prefer, you know, because we don't ever learn who this is telling the story, especially when we have that like 30 years later thing at the end, that would have been like the perfect opportunity to like, and here, here's, it's almost like the, how I met your mother thing. Right. (laughs) And Mm. here's the character. Um, well, I guess you know who that is the whole time, but whatever. Um, I don't. So I don't know. I'm of two minds. I, I have no. I I don't know how I feel about it, but I don't know that I love it. Yeah, and I I did expect like the gag at the end, um, with the reveal, and then I was thinking, Doug, unreliable narrator, where is this going? You <laughs> <laughs> poisoned well, my how mind. How do you know? Reliable? Like, are there? If you never well, know who they are, are. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, it could have been. Um, oh my gosh, maybe we're. 
uh, maybe what we experienced was like what the coach experienced, where you just get all this information, you have no idea where it's coming from, and it leaves you feeling discombobulated. Uh, that could yeah. be when she yeah. when she signed her name. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there are so many ways I can envision this exact story, and this isn't a fair thing for me to do, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I feel like I can envision this story being told in so many other ways mm. that I feel like would have just made me connect with it like slightly more. I love mm. the character. The characters are so much fun. The idea is so much fun. Mm-hmm. But like, imagine if this whole book was presented as like the the team finally got caught or in trouble and the whole book is them like explaining it in the way oh, that you like get that yeah. info dump. Oh. And you're like, what just happened? And then by the end, you're like, oh my god, I, I am, I'm the person they're explaining this yeah, to. Yeah, like they are in jail. And okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> in jail. Yeah. Oh yeah. See that? I like that. That makes yeah. sense. So I like, I love the situation. I just, I don't know. It, it was, it was such a. It's cool because I've never oh, read yeah. anything like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's it's sort of a mind whirl a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you all yeah. have favorite characters? I did. I think I liked Lil Smitty the best. Um, <laughs> She's the rabble rouseriest one yes. of them. Yeah, and like the yeah. secret rabble rousery one, you know, like kind of coming under the radar, like thought she was real sweet and then like, oh no, here's a gun. I'm going to put, you know. <laughs> um, the wild card on the team. Yeah, yeah. So I like Lil Smitty. Um, I... I think I also I liked Mel Boucher, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, especially like in the beginning because I felt like she got more attention in the beginning than mm-hmm. when it started like breaking into the individual stories. Yeah, yeah. What about y'all? I honestly don't know. I don't think I have a favorite. I yeah. think I liked them all. Um, yeah, but like there are ones I remember more than others. You know, we have a list in front of us with all their names. <laughs> Without seeing this list, I probably could have named a couple characters, but I don't know if I would have hit them all. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so, but you know, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily my favorite. That just means yeah. I remember them more. I liked the ones that that felt like they were causing good trouble, like mm-hmm. you know, Lil Smitty a little bit, or like Su Yoon. I wanted so much more of Su Yoon, the one who's constantly changing her hair color, yeah. who was like oh, a theater yeah. kid. Like, I feel like sometimes we got their backstory, and so we learned about their past, but then didn't really get to see what they were doing a whole lot of currently, you know. Mm-hmm. And Su Yoon is one where I'm like, I want to know so much more about yeah. what you're doing. And I also really loved AJ because yeah. again, it was that good kind of trouble where she's like oh, one of yeah. the few black kids at her school. And she's like, can we not read this book and give a bunch of white Let's people permission to say the N word in class? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like, I like the characters that felt like they were, they were sort of um, even outside of the like witchcraft trouble felt like they were trying to, to, I don't know, push against something in some mm-hmm. cases, you know, it's more serious than others, like, you know, what AJ's doing versus what Sue's doing. But I just like those and characters a lot. AJ also kind of hit a nail on the head with the Coach Mullen. Well, AJ yeah. and then I guess Jen Firenza with the Coach Mullen thing. Because, oh my gosh, all the fucking reveals at yeah. the end of Coach Mullen's actually was uh, yeah. being gross. And Philip, guess what? It's actually girl Corey's mom. what was that (laughs) like i was just like what's happening (laughs) i feel like so much of what we got 
was stuff that is made for like a TV show that lasts a long time. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we got like a big old info dump um, at the end with like all this sort of almost epilogue type stuff at the reunion. Yeah. Um, I almost wonder again, like what if this were a book that were like told in two different time periods where like you're mm-hmm. at the reunion kind of the whole time. Like, the information organization is a thing that really threw me off, but mm-hmm. uh, the reveals were fun. I mean, they yeah. weren't all good. Like, there's not all stuff you want to know, like, you don't want to be yeah. happening, but, like, they were gags. <laughs> where yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean Philip doesn't exist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's good, but also not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, like, that was interesting because with the Philip stuff and then with Mel Boucher, the, you know, there were hints of, like, oh, Mel disappeared and, like, we didn't know where she went. And, like, then it kind of moves on and you're like, oh, well, obviously, like, something happened. But it never felt like that was an obvious thing that was going to get tied up, or at least for me, like, I was so wrapped in all the other characters. Like, it would have been fine if the Philip and Mel thing never, you know, got wrapped. But I was like, oh, yeah, you did set that up pretty well. Like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I liked that. I I thought... Mel Boucher was out, was going and like being queer. Yeah. Great, great (laughs) uh, way to like build up stereotypes and then subvert uh, expectations. And I thought Philip was going to be Coach Mullins. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting Philip to be a much more like uh, expected archetypal stalkery type character for sure. And that would have fit a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or not better, but like it would have fit more my expectations. Yeah. 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 Subverted expectations in that last uh chapter. Yeah. yeah Which I sure. would argue is better. Is is if you can if you can throw me off and be like and, and have it make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so I guess to go back to your uh how you started, Katie, like I was really mad that AJ did that. Um, because I was like, ooh, that's I don't know, like if that's not if you just made that up with no you know right. anything like that's not good but then it was like oh, yeah okay like hmm. <laughs> and playing into this idea of like false reporting or whatever right right right, right. like, like oh no yeah like oh, we don't like that like let's not do that yeah but it was right <laughs> they just didn't know it <laughs> both things can be true right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i do like the i i feel like these characters communicate really honestly with each other which i think we've sort of already uh alluded to or whatever and sometimes it manifests uh in sort of funny or uncomfortable ways but i like (laughs) the honesty that they have with each other like i think it's a nice refreshing thing to see and i feel like it speaks to uh maybe not everybody's team experience (laughs) like you were saying vicky (laughs) but like it speaks to at least a team experience of like we are whether we all like each other the same way or not, like there is this sort of built-in closeness because we are constantly together. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> and there are just certain barriers between us that just don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I was kind of surprised, this is another gag at the end, that Jen Fiorenza like fixed the captain count. Oh, yeah. Well, and I guess if Abby knew right away and then she didn't say anything. But that was surprising to me i mean i don't know how else she would have gotten it but it's like oh that i don't know seems sneaky and nobody else did anything like super sneaky or um if they did well not like, sno- super sneaky within the team yeah, I feel yeah like they yeah. were you know sneaky oh, in outside general. of the team oh, into others yeah. but not to not to one another right right 
yeah, like they mostly had each other's backs. I am obsessed with the idea of the magic system that they thought they were at least a part of. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I, I still don't know that we know exactly what all was real and what wasn't, but that really spoke to me. Like, it, not by high school, I don't think I was doing stuff like that, but certainly in like elementary school, like <laughs> coming up with these weird sort of uh, like kooky magic systems that we would then sort of fully act out, honestly. Like we yeah. create our own sort of like mythology for it. Aww. and And I'm sure if they had gotten... Um, you know, if we had taken it more seriously, it might not have gotten to the point where we're like burying rabbits in the field, yeah. but like, you know, like people start caring about it in a way that these characters like genuinely like care about the magic system or this, this little, this almost like little belief set they've created amongst themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely did. Okay. If I do this, <laughs> then this will happen. Right. Like that kind yeah. of magical thinking of childhood. Mm hmm. Mm. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> and all in the name of Emilio Estevez. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? See, like that, and I want to go back to the funny thing, because like, mm-hmm. I don't, this book wasn't funny to me. Um, I didn't think it was all that funny either, based okay. on how people were talking about it. There was one person who said they laughed like nearly every page. And I was like, oh, that's promising. <laughs> yeah. I And I read nothing about it before. I've read nothing about it after. Um, so I'm glad that you did, Doug. Thanks. Um, but like the claw, I thought that was funny and like, a, like I appreciated it. I thought it was funny, but I didn't like laugh when the claw started talking or like list blotch, you know, like it was, it was amusing, I guess. And same thing with Emilio. Like I thought that was amusing, but not like, ha ha. I don't know. I thought there were things that were inherently funny because it's a bunch of high schoolers being goobers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I I wouldn't have walked away from this movie or from the, this movie. See, I feel like it would be a good movie. <laughs> it really um, would be a good movie, right? Yeah. So I'll be excited if it gets adapted or something because I feel like it'll be amazing on screen. But um, mm, yeah. But I do feel like I wouldn't have walked away from this, you know, saying I read this great comedy or something, you know. Yeah, I think I think quite honestly, if it was shorter and just because yeah. I I did laugh and like chuckle and the person who was performing the book I feel like did a good job of like hitting it um but I feel like because it was for me so long it wasn't funny I wouldn't say it was funny all the time I would say there were parts that were funny and clever but I feel like if it was a movie they would have to just like boil it down and it would yeah. be it would be funnier because it would be condensed and it the funny parts would be there Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is for me. I think the size of the book is is whatever, right? Like any book can be any sort of length if it's like pacing itself right and the density is correct or whatever. That's where it started to lose me. Yeah. 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 It was like 15 hours, uh, I think, to like listen to or around there, 14 and a half, 15. That's long. That's a lot. It's big in. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the uh, the Emilio Estevez worshiping field hockey players? <laughs> I did I did think it brought up a lot of like cool uh things and not insights but subverting expectations around yeah. gender, around race, around uh sexual orientation. Like it brought up things that I feel like, you know, you can like reflect on more and and think more about, you know, how is this how is this being talked about in the book 
how does this relate to outside of it? Like the we read Huckleberry Finn in mm. high school in my mm-hmm. like predominantly white high school. And did we have any conversations about like explicit racism? Or I didn't realize that it was two kids and a grown ass adult. Similar, mm. like I think only recently, and by recently I mean like, you know, past 10 years, I like realize that in To Kill a Mockingbird, it's another grown-ass man and not like a child. And so just the way that – did we talk about how these books infantilize? Is that how it is? Uh, And patronize, Uh like, in particular, black men? No. So, like, oh, that's interesting. That's making me think more about my experiences and all this kind of stuff. So I do feel like there's a lot of things that can, I don't know, bring up good conversation in it. Um, that I appreciated and like the subverting expectations yeah. and like the the queerness of it all and all that. It was just really long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not nearly as like deep or profound as that, but I really liked that it was field hockey and like a team sport and witchcraft. Like I it felt very like not separate, but like two completely different worlds. And I, I did enjoy how they were brought together. Um, and I can't say I've ever read anything about like a team sport like this. So yeah. that was fun. Um, yeah. And like, like I said, I was like, I don't know if I'm reading the right book just because it was so goofy <laughs> or unexpected. So I, I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I like a lot of the pieces, parts, characters, ideas, mm-hmm. um, I, I think I would give this probably like a middle pointing lower kind of thumb situation because I just don't think I jived with the way the book was like put together and presented. I feel like mm. the it, it's it's a situation where like the sum of its parts, I think, are lesser. I think the mm. sum is lesser than its parts as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. Um. So I love so much of what's in here. I just wish that the story were like, I don't know, more or compelling or exciting or Something like that, for me at least, you know? So that's kind of where I'm falling on the thumb thing. What about you all? I think I'm pretty, like, middle thumb. Um, like, not middle finger, but, like, middle, like, uh, <laughs> Little neutral. Smitty would say, yeah, give that middle finger. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Green on her nails. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I'm neutral. I, I'm i glad I read something different than my usual. But, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. There are parts that were really great, but the whole thing, I don't know if it did did it for me. I am uh, in between the middle and the top, so middling Ooh. top. Ooh, we got a spread here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we know we really sold this book, but if you are interested in reading <laughs> We Ride Upon Sticks or if you have read it and have a similar or dissimilar opinion, we would love to hear about it. Um, if nothing else, we had some really great discussion just trying to tease out what actually happened. Um, but you can always email us at novelgamingpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at novelgamingpod. If you enjoy what we do, please rate, review, and subscribe to Novel Gaming wherever you listen to podcasts so that other people can find us. We would super appreciate it. We will be back in another few weeks with a fresh episode for you, and we will see you then. Bye. 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 Field, field, field. Hockey, hockey, hockey. (laughs) No more.
Oh. Oh. Oh? Oh? An egg is hatching? 